0: Welcome to the Daily Bible Reading Show. Um, It's been a long day. Uh, I preached at a Chinese church this afternoon, and I've been up since 5 preparing for that. So even though I think it's like 5.30 or something, I'm going to be turning in soon. Just before that, I thought I'll do at least one reading from today. I haven't done any. Um, And I haven't done the Psalms for a bit. So I'm going to look at the Psalms. So, 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 today we're going to be looking at Psalm 77, if I can find it, Psalm 77, for the Daily Bible Reading Show today, Sunday the 22nd, let me pray. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for today, thank you for the opportunity to worship together with your people in your name, Um, please, would you bless us, would you be with us? into the new week. Uh, and please would you be with me now as we come into your word. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 77 for the director of music for Jeduthin of Asaph psalm. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night I stretched out untiring hands. And my soul refused to be comforted. I remembered you, O God, and I groaned, I mused, and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the days of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night, my heart mused, and my spirit inquired. Uh, Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Salah. Verse 10, then I thought, to this I will appeal. The years of the right hand, the Most High, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will meditate on all your works and consider all your mighty deeds. Your ways, O God, are holy. What God is so great as our God. You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. Salah. The waters. The waters saw you O god the waters saw you and writhed the very depths were convulsed the clouds poured down water the skies resounded with thunder your arrows flashed back and forth your thunder was heard in the whirlwind your lightning light lit up the world the earth trembled and quaked your path led through the sea your path through the mighty waters through your footprints though your footprints were not seen you led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron yeah okay so Psalm 77 um, this guy sounds like he has uh, insomnia verse 4 you kept my eyes from closing um, yeah he can't sleep and he's crying out to God for help. Verse one, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. Um and verse two, even at night I stretched out my untiring hand. So it sounds like yes, insomnia, you can't sleep. He's crying out to God and he's lifting up his hands as well. It's calling God, you know, please can you help me out of this situation? Um Yeah. So I guess the question is if we were in such a situation, would we call out to God? Would that be an instinctive thing to do? I I think, yeah. I think, I think uh, the most basic prayer of anyone, Christian or even non-Christian, sometimes, you know, you hear them crying out, why God? You know, and even though they're not a Christian, they know how to instinctively cry out for help in that sense. You know, why is this happening? It might be a bit of a complaint as well. You no, know, but you're complaining to someone and almost um, to someone whom you think uh is responsible for the situation You can change the situation well well, that's this guy um, he's crying out to God at night, he can't sleep you know he's lifting up he's physically lifting up his arms and asking for help uh i I've, I've done I, I I do that I don't know if you do that, you can't sleep, and you just kind of like pray <laughs> if if you can that qualifies I pray you go Oh, why, why." Uh, my prayers aren't nearly as theological as this. I mean, he talks about the Exodus, but the beginning, the beginning, it, it sounds it sounds familiar. It sounds like what I would do. Um, and that anguish, verse 2 again, and my soul refused to be comforted. So um, there's that anguish, there's that frustration, and just that distress. What does he do? What does he do to deal with that? Verse three, I remembered you, O God, and I groaned. Now I think I noticed this um, the thing I notice about this is that suddenly it becomes personal. Because before this, you know, it, it talks about God in a third person. I cried out to God, I cried out to God to hear me. But then suddenly when he turns to God, he says, I remember you. Suddenly the psalm becomes very personal addressed towards God. Um, yeah. uh, And and it ends that way. You know, the water saw you. The water saw you. You did this. You did this. Your power. And so there is a shift when he finally realizes he's not complaining about something, but almost to someone. He's speaking to God as a person who he almost expects to hear him. And there's something very personal, very intimate about that. I, I don't know if I'm wrong, but that's at least um, my initial impression that, you know, he's finally, finally speaking to God. And I think that's what changes. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago, verse 5, verse 6, I remembered my songs in the night. My heart mused and my spirit inquired, will the Lord reject forever? So, Again, down this line of complaining, you know, he can't sleep, he's, he's having anguish and he's complaining to God directly saying, you did this to me, you know, you kept my eyes from closing and his heart reminds him, you know, will God reject us forever? Will he never show his favor again? this That's literally what he says in verse 7, you know, is this something that God is going to continue to affect flicked me in forever. You know, it's okay now, but is this going to carry on? I'm complaining to you now, but is it going to get worse? Um, Continuing on, verse 8, has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Okay, all right. Forever and for all time, it's I guess, I guess I I can empathize with that. You know, when you're in just that one moment of pain, it feels as if it's never going to end. You know, someone might come to you and sometimes, you know, uh, I've had people say this to me, it's just a season, you know, it's going to change, it's going to pass. It doesn't feel like like that. It feels as if this is never going to end. Or maybe you've just been dealing for it for so long, it just feels unending. Has God forgotten to be merciful? Oh, wow. Okay, has his anger withheld his compassion? Maybe. I think there's a mixture here. Yes, he is complaining about God to God, but maybe he realizes there might be a connection to his sin. Maybe he realized the idea of mercy, the idea of compassion, and God's anger has his anger withheld his... God is angry with him about something. And maybe he's conscious about... Something that he's guilty about, he's wrestling about, Uh, that definitely is my experience as well, you know, Um, is this something I've done? You know, are you punishing me? Again, it might not be the case, but it is very natural. It is very natural to go down that road, to think, you know, maybe it's because I did that thing, I am guilty, God, is this a punishment for that sin? Uh, Verse 10, then it changes, then I thought, then I thought, to this I will appeal the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will meditate on all your works and consider all your mighty deeds. And so what he does is he recalls the past. He is anxious about the future. He is in anguish in the present, but he looks to the past, to all of God's goodness, that has happened before. And not just to him, you know, your deeds, your miracles of long ago. But God's so it's talking not just God's goodness to him, but God's goodness to his people all throughout history. And maybe I I think, you know, he just did Bible study. <laughs> he just he, because later on it talks about the Exodus, he talks about the waters. So it talks about these objective, good miracles, good blessings that God has done for his people, recorded in history. And it changes. It it changes his perspective on his personal anguish. Your ways, verse 13, O God, are holy. What God is so great as our God. You're the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples, again, towards all his people, not just me, but towards all your people. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. I think it's just that bigger, wider perspective, you know, and, and it's understandable. You know, you want God to love me. You want God to, you know, I'm, I'm in trouble. God, you, you help me. But oftentimes what God says is, I have loved you. And, and, you know, first as Christians in Christ, of course, he died for our sins, my sins, but for our sins, you know, he's given his life for the world. And he's died for a rebellious world. And it is in that context of God's love shown through history objectively towards all his people that suddenly I think his pain, his situation finds a context as a blip in all of God's goodness for all of history. I I think, I think, I think that helps. Verse 16, the water saw you, O God, the water saw you and writhed. The very depths were convulsed. Um it's almost like they have a personality. The waters, you know, they convulsed. They, they saw God and they went, whoa, you know. And, and, and does this help? I, I guess it, it does. Honestly, I, I don't know. Um, I don't think of trouble this way. I don't think of, you know, waters having a personality that sees God and runs away. But uh, it's describing God against the elements and somehow the elements are no match against God. And I guess if we think of our troubles, our pain, you know, whatever is afflicting us as just another aspect of these elements, you know, they are no match for God. Maybe, maybe, Verse 17, the clouds poured down water, the skies resounded with thunder, your arrows flashed back and forth. Your thunder was heard in the world when your lightning lit up the world, the earth trembled and quaked. So even the earth is quaking, the waters are quaking, the clouds are responding and verse 19, you let your your path led through the sea. So okay, so the context is the Exodus. So I think he's describing how God so path through the sea, right? So obviously it is Exodus. Your way through the mighty waters, your footprints were not seen. That you know the Exodus really, really happened. He saved his people, but God did this in a way that even the elements had no choice to but to obey him and he led them through footprints that were not seen Hmm. but it's seen i mean it's seen right i mean he saved them you could see the water split they were led through safe safely but at the same time also he you know it's not as if they saw physically god come down all they saw was the result of their salvation they saw that the waters parted they saw moses lifting up the staff but I think he is able. This psalmist is able to see that God did this in a very personable way. And last verse: "You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron." Okay, how does this help us? How does this help me? You know, if I can't sleep tonight, you know, I'm 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 so tired. I'm I want to sleep. but say I can't sleep, and say I'm in, uh, you know, and, I'm, and suddenly you know, thinking about some sin that I did, and I'm coming to God and say. please can you help me in this situation? Please take me out of this situation. Is it saying that therefore I should should reflect on Exodus, uh, reflect on... Well, you know, I should reflect on the cross. You know, because the Exodus to the Old Testament is what the cross is to the new. The Exodus is the salvation of God's people from slavery, from darkness, from death. The cross is the salvation of us from our sin, from our eternal death into eternal life. And if I forget that huge perspective of salvation on the cross then my current sin looks so big my current situation looks over it overcomes me but i guess it's having that right perspective of what god has done in the big picture of salvation of all his people that i see that little on me you know god loves me as well god saves me as well um i guess so i guess so but I still think, you know, that turning point, verse 3, I remembered you and I groaned. I think it's that realizing that God is personal. I can't go to him, almost complain and pray and remember that he remembers me. And that turning point, when whenever you realize that you're able to pray to God directly and speak to him directly, I think that's always a kind of thing that needs to happen again and again and again. You know, maybe today, you know, um, you heard a sermon And, you know, good sermon, you know, good songs, whatever. But it isn't until the point where you realize that, hey, this is my encounter with God. That is personal in the midst of all His people, in the midst of salvation, in the midst of everything. But until that turning point comes that this really affects me, I need to respond to God. And therefore, this then should have that impact on my life. I think, I think that that's the turning point for me from Psalm 77. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pray. Uh, Thank you, Lord, for today. Um, Honestly, um, I don't think I did that great a job uh, in preaching at the Chinese church. Um, For what it's worth, I pray that you use it anyway to um, convict us again of our sin and to turn us back to you. Uh, Lord, thank you again for that church, for the people there. Please bless them. Please guide us away from our sin, back to you again and again. And Lord, for that turning point, to happen in us personally, to know that we are talking, even right now I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you directly. Now, this is not just something that I'm saying for the sake of saying it, but you hear it and I'm, you know, I have this relationship with you. Thank you so much that it happens through Jesus, through his death, for my sin. And I pray, Lord, that I might grow, grow in this knowledge and this walk with you. And I pray this, thank you, and give you all glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining me. Uh, This has been the Daily Bible Reading Show. We've been looking at Psalm 77, Sunday, the 2nd of May. Have a good week again. Bye. God bless.